Did you know that the world, exactly the way it is right now, is perfect? With all its bumps and bruises and blemishes and all the problems that we can see on the surface of it, that is actually the only thing we need to produce the perfect outcome. Well, that's the perspective of the artist archetype. That medicine that humanity really needs right now. So I'm going to share with you the three dormant superhuman powers that we all have and explain how engaging with these powers systematically will lead to the inevitable awakening of human consciousness. No clowning, dog. So smash that like button, comment below, share the video far and wide, subscribe to the channel, do some breath of fire, and get ready for this microdose of infinity. Welcome back to Waking Infinity. I'm your host, Ben Joseph Stewart. I want to share with you today and use this valuable opportunity to tell you that I know you. Yes, you on the other side of this camera. I know all of you listening and watching. I know that you're artists. I don't say this lightly, and it's not some poetic way to get you to light up on the inside. I literally know you, and I know you're an artist. And I also know that most of you, most of you cannot see the artist. You're engaged with the problem, not with the solution. So I'm going to use this opportunity to lay out three superhuman powers that would just seem mundane, like a nuance that's there's no power behind these doors. Leave them alone. Don't even check. We need to engage with this thing that news usually does to us. So I want to lay these out for you right? Yeah. Number one, where the other sees the constraints of limitation, the artist sees the anatomy of infinity. Some of us look at life and the world, and we see it riddled with obstacles on the path between us and that which we desire. Those things that we think we are owed in life. But the artist sees the obstacles as the terrain. The path includes the obstacles. If you were to take them out, it would be like a video game where there's absolutely no challenge. There's no resistance. It's just running around picking up rewards and there's an abundance of them. There's no competition. There's no real rush. Those constraints are the actual perfection playing itself out, calling forth something from within, not showing us you're f***ed. This is the obstacle you might as well lay down and see this as a prison. What you actually seek in the outer world is that which will bring alive within you all that exists in the inner world. It's not about the external. You need to see it correctly because it's the canvas upon which you will paint your influence. But the thing you're really engaging with is how do I apply the all that I can be to this ever-changing landscape out here. It's more about drawing forth the artist than being the scientist and figuring out the nuances of the it. Take, for example, parkour people like Rafe Kelly from Evolve Move Play that took parkour into nature so he could meet with more 
obstacles, more nuances, more dynamics, things that cause you to engage deeper. Why? Because it brings all those little nuances alive within yourself. That is medicine. And that is number one. Number two, where others seek an either or solution, the artist engages in a yes and more vision. Consider that by believing you have this sole answer to the very complex and sophisticated problem outside, that you're actually cutting yourself off from the greater part of your potential. And that is where all of your ego, the entire parasite, everything you would deem to be the problem of existence, that's where it will lurk. So when you convince yourself that the way you perceive the problem on the outside is not only correct but complete, then you'll hear an answer that solves that and you say, yes, perfect, sophisticated answer to a sophisticated perception of the problem that I see. In that, if we're wrong, which we are, if we haven't admitted to ourselves that we are fallible, that we don't truly know, we seek to know, but we don't truly know reality. We have the chance of engaging with it so we can come to know it, but we don't truly know it. Then, if there's that hint of error, of caution, of maybe you don't know what it is you're engaging with, then we can take all these answers and throw them out. Why? Because they're incomplete. I'll give an example. On the Aubrey Marcus podcast, Jordan Peterson, whom I love, who really has great, great work out there and speaks about the world in such a way that I gain nothing but value from it. He said they were talking about this whole thing about the World Economic Forum, which you know I've talked about in the past, explaining that this you know, the year is 2030 and you own nothing and you couldn't be happier about it. There's a hint of, yeah, but there's a problem. This scares me. This isn't what I want. And Jordan Peterson goes on to say, listen, I've worked in these kinds of places before and I know that head PR yada yada gets off stage saying, I'm going to fix this climate thing or I'm going to fix this economic thing. And everyone goes, Lights go off, they leave, and their little henchman comes up with their pad and says, Master, Master, what shall I do? And this guy says, uh, I have a bunch of stuff I need to do, so why don't you write the proposal for the problem that I illustrated, the climate, blah, 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 and I'm going to change it. Why don't you come up with the next action steps for us to put it into place? So he said, it's not even organized at the top. Those big, powerful people, they're not even really writing the protocols and the agendas that we're reading and being like, oh my God, look, it's this big conspiracy. So he says, there's no conspiracy. It's ignorance and ineptitude that's driving the world. Okay, I think he is correct. So there's a yes and more. He's correct that that stuff does happen. I believe him. But if he's incomplete, if that's, that, if that's not the only thing that's happening, then there are other things happening that require you to engage in new ways. But if you think that he is just right, completely right, then you're cutting yourself off from the possibility that 
he may be fallible and he may have spoken in a way thinking that it would empower you to calm down there's no conspiracy when in fact it's disempowering because he's assuming he's 100 percent right about every scenario everywhere that may influence you and therefore you are cutting yourself off from the the ability to see the terrain that you are going to paint your influence on therefore it doesn't suit you to just believe these either or answers. It's either yes, there's a conspiracy or no, there's not a conspiracy. Why is it so binary? Why not both probably correct? In what degree? I don't know. So I will seek, maybe not actively, I'll allow it to come to me. I'll call forth the answers as well as seek the answers, right? This is multidimensional solution to what seems to be like a very three-dimensional binary issue. That's number two. Number three, where the other feels fear, the artist playfully engages. I talk about things in the World Economic Forum. I talk about the Great Reset. I talk about problems. I talk about conspiracies. I talk about the goings-on of the world. I talk about things that are in the news. I simply attempt to speak about them in ways that cause for you to see your own potential slightly differently. I sometimes wish I could just talk about awesome stuff. Aha information. Oh, cool. That is an awesome way to look at life. I sometimes think, man, can I just do that 100% of the time? But I just seem to feel called to illustrate the playground ahead of us, the nuances of the jungle we need to traverse with parkour. I like to see what some call the problems, so I know how to playfully engage with them. So, whereas fear is this tool where it's fight or flight, freeze or, you know, feed yourself, or the other F word, right? Very, very simple ways of engaging. The reason why we want to playfully engage is because if there really is some deep, dark conspiracy of the 1%, if we are afraid of government, of technology, of the wealthy and powerful elite and their agendas and their motives, if we are afraid of it, then potentially we withdraw, we retract from engaging playfully with it. We cut ourselves off from the ability to show ourselves we actually have the power and potential within us. The inner artist really is the spiritual path that I've been putting forth throughout all of Waking Infinity, all of my films. It is our higher potential. The inner artist is really the answer to everything that you would call a problem in the world. The awakening of consciousness, all of that ignorance and ineptitude that Jordan Peterson was talking about, would be abolished in the infinite beauty that naturally emerges when we call forth the artist. We don't choose to make art and then make it. We are the very art that calls forth a multidimensional expression of our essence. If you work out, that's your art calling forth a new body. If you diet, that's your art calling forth new building blocks. 
If you build a business, that's your art calling forth a community of artists to implement a symphony of actions to produce a higher artifact. Can't avoid it. Can't outrun it. You are an artist. And the sooner you cozy up with these superpowers that you have inside you, the sooner you'll realize that the world you're living in right now is paradise. And that the thing you were hoping it would be, the thing you thought it should be, was actually this Hollywood version of utopia, a place you can arrive at, something that would be safe, something that you're owed. And that's just not reality. The first superpower that I illustrated was where the other sees the constraints of limitation, the artist sees the anatomy of infinity. So if the artist sees no constraints and where others see constraints, they see only opportunity, then does poor health because of poor diet and poor choices cause no restraint on us? Does poor health because of poor diet and poor choices not cut us off from our higher potential? Does it only offer opportunity? You gotta think about that. Number two, the second superpower I shared with you was where others seek an either or solution. The artist engages in yes and more vision. So if the artist engages in only yes and more vision, does that mean that that excludes the opportunity to engage with either or problems, if that's your wish. Think about that. This isn't just clever wording to get your mind into a paradox. The paradox is actually perfect. When you cannot explain away either or, it's calling you to crack open your mind to wrap it around the issue anew so you can see it from a higher perspective. So, if the artist engages in yes or more thinking, then is it impossible to engage within that universe an either or obstacle? And the third superpower, where the other feels fear, the artist playfully engages. So in that universe, can one playfully engage with fear? I'd say yes. And the reason I'd say yes is because of ayahuasca ceremonies. So, I'm just going to leave it at that. Everything else that I'll say about this when I actually get deeper into how you can employ these three superpowers and engage with them and the paradox of them, the more we'll come to understand that we are already playing the role we need to. We need to crank up the faucet, if you will. So go to benjosephstewart.com, become a member, check out the deeper dives where I go deeper into these awakening protocols, as I call them, and get involved in the Discord chat. The link is below. This is where there are people in the community that are carrying forth some of the conversations I bring up into deeper parts of the conversation that even I wouldn't know how to get to without the power of community. So that's what I'm going to leave you with. I want to thank you all for joining me and I want to say that the best way you can engage with your life from here forward is knowing that you are far more than you've ever admitted to yourself. I'll catch you guys later on Waking Infinity News.